It's a good day to be a Chiefs fan and a good day to have a guest. Let's talk some Chiefs, guys. Welcome to the Chief in the North podcast, the land of 10,000 takes. I am your host, Minnesota Chiefs fan, or Seth Kaiser, if you feel like being all familiar and whatnot. And today is a very special episode of the Chief in the North, because today we have a we have a guest, and it's just some guy I met on Twitter. Who are you again? <laughs> What's up, Seth? My name is Sam. Oh, hey, Sam. We, 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 we have Sam, and you know what? I'm going to ask you on air. I yeah. have been pronouncing your name two different ways for years. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> is it Mellinger or Mellinger? Mellinger. Yeah, hard G. Oh, like me. that's that's what I would have gone for too. Yeah. We've got we've got Sam Mellinger with the KC Star. I always say this the... real quick. Like I always say this. Yeah. Uh my own grandpa, um, maternal side, but still my own grandpa always said <laughs> Mellinger. So what? I don't yeah, I swear to God. Oh no. So, did I, he I like did really... he not really did he not really like you and that was kind of a passive aggressive? I think he liked me. Going. I never thought about that until just now, Seth. So <laughs> My, That's like some Sun Tzu art of for the next half oh, hour, however long we go. Oh, th- there he is, our grandson-in-law, Mr. Mellinger. No, 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 Mellinger. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's like, no, I know it's Mellinger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll call you what I want. Right. Um, as as anyone who's listening to me knows, Sam Sam writes for the KC Star. He is, in my opinion, the best Chiefs writer in existence. And uh, I'm just I'm thrilled. We always like to joke around about my obsession with Chiefs film on Twitter. And now we get to talk about it in person. So this is going to be great. Thanks for coming on, Sam. No, thanks for having me, man. This is this is good. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, let's dive right in. I got a lot of topics I want to chat about. And anytime you just want me to shut up so you can talk, just, you know, either type in here, Seth, shut up or just say it. (laughs) That's what I'd prefer. And so I, I just, you know, we're about halfway through the season. Um. We've seen enough to know what the team is and what it isn't. So I got a few topics I want to cover. The first one, we can both chat about it. I'll start with you on this one. Best surprise of the season so far and worst surprise of the season so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think for the best, uh, it's got to be Kareem Hunt. And, um, well, <laughs> sorry, Harrison Butker is probably <laughs> the, <laughs> the only the only answer here. Both in um, name and playing ability. Yes. I mean, uh, it, it's it's such a weird thing. And, and I'll talk about Hunt in a second. But, um, you know, Cairo Santos was turned into a pretty good kicker, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then he gets hurt. And it, I, I, the NFL is such a cold business. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is. That was brutal. I felt bad for him. Oh, Even my God. Spiller, it's like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Dude, uh, he must gets we? hurt. And then just dumped, you know, like, and like, I mean, I know we can like pull up stats or whatever and, and he missed his first kick and then it's just been perfect since. But I just, how is that guy on a practice squad, you know? And are there like other kickers on other practice squads who are just monsters? Yeah, yeah, who are just, yeah, who are just awesome. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really good one because in addition to what he's been doing in the field goal game. He also on kickoffs he's been an improvement because he's gotten a little more leg. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's a that's a really good point. He right. he bombs. And he, that. He, yeah, well, he's been kicking some long field goals too. I mean, he just with Cairo, he was at the point I never doubted a game winner with Cairo. He yeah. he was good with those, but anything over fifty yards, I'd get uh-huh. jittery. 
Totally. Whereas with yep. Butker, he nailed like a 54-yarder, and he had leg to yeah. spare on that. I think it was into the wind. For sure, yep. yep. Well, we, we could keep adding to that. It was in a driving rainstorm, <laughs> and actually he did it with right. one leg. We could keep adding. Yeah, Bro, that's people don't one. realize that the field was tilted against him when he kicked <laughs> yeah, it, too, so it was like up the earth had The earth had actually <laughs> stopped spinning. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so you've got him or Kareem Hunt. You're hedging here. Uh, I'm going to go with Butker, but um, I also think, like, don't you think uh, Alex Smith is an acceptable answer, especially after last year? That's actually, you know, we'll, how about we'll start with best and then we'll go to worst. I, I would pick Alex Smith. Yeah. I actually, I wrote a lot and I know you read some of what I write with these breakdowns. I, after the, the Steelers loss and with Alex kind of taking a step backward last year, despite improved weapons around him. Mm-hmm. I w- and I like Alex. I think he's a decent quarterback, but I was kind of done. I felt like we'd seen the ceiling. And then this year, he raised the ceiling. Mm-hmm. It was kind of awesome. And so I think that one would be it for me as far as best surprise, the fact that he came out and he played football better than I thought he could yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, what it's, about your it's, worst? Well, like the thing about Alex, too, that I keep thinking about is yeah. there's not – I don't it, – it's hard to fully explain – um, and explain implies that, that I know, you know, but it's, it's hard to like have an idea of why it's happening this drastically, you know? Right. Um, and you mentioned the, the, the town around him. And I, I think we agree on that, that, that it is better. Um, you know, the offensive line has been beat up, but when it's at full strength, I think it's probably the best line that he's had. Um, and it's, you know, probably even without Macklin, um, this is the best skill position talent that right? Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. You look at just Hill and Kelsey alone. Yeah, is an inside outside combo that most coaches would kill to have because they're not just good, but they're rare. So they yeah. present matchup issues for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then and then cream too. So I, I think about this too. Like, um, this is kind of a a screwed up thing to think about that I think like. As Chiefs fans, like this is kind of how you pass your time, right? But before Tyreek Hill, who was the best deep threat that Alex Smith had with the Chiefs? Go, Donnie Avery. Yeah, isn't that? T- and, and the year <laughs> after they cut him, he was not on a team, right? Like he was just right. like, not on no, the no, roster. That, that was that was the thing with Avery. It was like he would occasionally have a game where you were like, "All right," and then he'd vanish for like four straight games. It was like Chris Chambers only condensed into a smaller time span. Which right. is impressive. <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. And so you see him surrounded with more talent. And then, you know, they've obviously switched up the scheme, which has helped him a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been really cool to watch. Um, although we've seen a bit of a step back the last few weeks. Yeah. As teams are starting to try a little more I don't know, do you put a lot of credibility? I've been I've been pound, beating the drum for the this teams disguising their zones mm-hmm. has really been screwing with his head. What do you think? You put any stock in that? I do. I do. I mean, it, it just seems like the, um, that in the first, wherever you want to draw the line, let's just draw the line at five games. The first five games, you know, the chiefs had the pre-snap advantage. Like, you know, the, the, the defense didn't know what was coming. And in the last four, it just seems like that's been flipped. And, uh, you know, particularly so, uh, in the last game, really, that, that Dallas game, it just seemed like they were always a step ahead. Uh, you know, that, that there was some confusion there pre-snap and the Chiefs haven't been able to get into what they want to get into. I completely agree. I think Alex Smith is a is a guy who is 
extraordinarily dependent on his pre-snap reads. Uh-huh. I think that's his big thing. That's his big strength. And if you can screw with that, you can really mess with him. And that's what he looked like against Dallas. I think that's why he looked more hesitant. I think that's why he had happier feet than we've seen previously because he didn't know what was going to happen. And he's a guy who it seems like needs a plan in advance. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to snap the ball and just kind of see who gets open, which is how it seems sometimes with Rodgers. I'll just run around for 15 seconds and whoever gets open, I'll throw him the ball. Alex needs things to pop out the way he thinks they will in his head. Yeah. And when they don't – and when they don't, it gets tough. And so I, I think that that is really what you're seeing there. The good news with that is it's not like disguising zone defenses is some kind of secret sauce that no one knows. That's tougher on every quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, just really hard to do. I also um, I think you were the first person that kind of put it in these words that um, you know, kind of yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Is uh, the fact that the Chiefs' season started the way that it did. Um, you know, beating that team on the road on that stage just kind of set this impossible level of expectations. And, you know, no matter what you think of this Chiefs team, uh, you know, I think we'd all, I think they're a really good team with the chance to be better than that. Um, but they're not, you know, the 85 Bears or whatever. No. Like they're not just going to boat race the rest of, of the NFL. And so there's going to be right. Like this, this, uh, push and pull this cat and mouse, uh, you know, teams are going to adjust to them. And, you know, the, the thing that I keep thinking about is, um, you know, this doesn't have to be a forever trend these last four games. And I, I get that the chief's history, you know, has kind of trained us all to believe the worst is going to happen. <laughs> you yes. know, if, if you take the very logical stance that Andy Reid kind of knows what he's doing. Like he's a pretty good coach and, sure. you know, probably hasn't, you know, just emptied out his, his knowledge and innovation in those first five games. It probably has some, some more stuff, you know, coming for, for these last seven. And, and obviously a lot more importantly, the, you know, one to what four at the very most, uh, you know, games after that, like that's the important stuff. And, and I guess I just kind of have some faith in, and not just Andy, uh, you know, but Matt Nagy, you know, like the, the, the whole coaching staff that they can make some adjustments. That doesn't mean they're going to go to the Super Bowl by any chance, but I just, right. you know, I don't think the sky is falling. Um, right. You know, so like, you don't, you don't buy into that whole, and I'm, I, maybe I'm with you on this. We got to find more things we disagree on because conflict is what really draws clicks. So we'll work on that <laughs> in a minute, but are you kind of, I tend to think that this idea that Andy Reed and Bob Sutton don't adjust is a complete falsehood. I, I think it's completely wrong. Maybe they're a little slow sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think Andy, uh, um, it, it's weird, right? Because, um, it, it's it's really easy to make like results based judgments. So yep. you know, um, sometimes being stubborn is a good thing, right? Like sometimes being stubborn means you're, you're sticking with what's good, with what's, what's right, what what you know will work. Um, but to get to there, sometimes you have to be stubborn and keep doing the thing that's not working, right? Like it, it's just if if we can get away and you know, I think all of us do this probably too much fans, media, everybody, you know, just like the purely results-based judgments. I, I think Andy Reed has adjusted and I think they've adjusted, you know, John Dorsey was part of this, but, uh, personnel, especially yeah. if you think about, uh, I mean, we were just talking about Donnie Avery, um, uh, that chief's team that this, you know, sort of regime took over Andy Reed's first year was slow. Like they, you know, they did not have any speed. <laughs> yeah. And now look at I remember. 
Yeah. Yep. You know, they're and, a track meet team, but now people are complaining that they're soft. Yep. Because they're based, they're predicated on speed. Yep. No, for sure. And you see, like you said, you see it in personnel, and I think you see it in scheme too. The Chiefs are running an entirely different offense this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, and as far as defense goes, holy cow, we've already been talking for twelve minutes, man. Seriously, as far as defense goes, though, and we'll talk about that in a minute. You've seen, I've seen adjustments recently to the defense that shows it's not like Bob Sutton's sitting there thinking, wow, I wonder what's wrong with the run defense. It's not like they're not aware. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, I want to talk to you about what's the worst surprise of the season. Yeah. And so, and so we'll get into that right after this. All right. I'm sitting here with Sam Mellinger, living the dream, talking chiefs. Except now we're going to talk about bad things. What is the worst surprise of the season for you? I bet you anything it's the worst surprise for me, but we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, is it too obvious to say Eric Berry's Achilles? Oh, you know what? That I wouldn't call that necessarily. You know, that's a bummer, obviously. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a disappointment, but, you know, injuries happen. The thing – I'll go ahead and start. You tell me what you think of this. Uh-huh. The, the fact that Derek Johnson isn't superhuman anymore – has yeah. been that's been tough for me to watch and he's still he's still not even a year removed from that Achilles tear and so I'm like desperately holding on to hope that he's going to somehow some way start coming around but with each passing week I'm getting a little more sad yeah i mean that that one year thing is is coming up by the way <laughs> um the anniversary so um, I'm with you. Like you might actually be one of the few people that likes Derek Johnson more than I do. Um, like has a better, you know, more of appreciation. Like I, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Like one is, um, what he did, um, God, I get my years mixed up, but anyway, after the first Achilles, the way he came back was just yep, not yep. normal. Like that, right. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was bizarre. He, he came back just as good. Oh my God. I thought he was better. Because I, I thought he was faster. Uh, he, he lost some weight. He, I think he said that he played, not a lot, but I think he said like five to eight pounds or something like that lighter than he had been Just before. Just enough. Yep. Oh my God. He was, yep. he was so good. Like those, you know, that little ninja move that he, that he always does under the, you know, the pulling guard or whatever. Um, <sighs> Just, I always say it's. I always say it's like he materializes into the backfield. It's like he's got like a transporter from Star Trek, yeah. and the runner gets the ball, and he's like, "Hey, there's a Derek Johnson in my way." <laughs> right, those totally. are such fun snaps. <laughs> totally. A DJ special. My friend Craig calls those a DJ special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and now it just seems like um, that he's a. I, I should know this off the top of my head, but I just don't. But it just his age, right? Like I think he's is he thirty five? You know, now now yeah, it just seems in, like he's a thirty five year old man who's playing, yep. you know, trying to play a speed game uh, with two Achilles, like two major ruptured Achilles injuries. And I don't know if it's the combination of you know maybe maybe playing with one of those, you know, you, you can get by, but the second one really gets you. You know, it's like um, I'm sure this has happened to you because you have. 24 kids but like if, if you have like um this happens it's actually in, 36 now yeah, okay, since the yeah. last time. yeah it's been a while since we've talked but like i always feel like um you know we have a, a three and a one-year-old and you know if you get one of those nights where the kid wakes up three times or whatever you can get through the next day but if it happens again the second night you're just ruined at least i am the second day like i can't and you yep. know terrible analogy uh, i realize that now uh but 
<laughs> I was trying to be supportive, but I mean, you know, but so I don't know if it, if it's that or if it's just that he's two years older than the last time he tried yeah. to do this. But yeah, he's he's just not the same. And you see, like some moments, right? Like some flashes where where he yeah. still does it, but there's just way too many where he's a half step slow and gets wiped out. Uh, and then right. there's a big hole, and Daniel Sorensen is not the man to fill that hole. No, he's just not. And that's, you know, that uh, that that's been the most disappointing thing for me because I think with how superhuman DJ came back last time, I think I thought it would happen again. Yeah. So I don't know. Is there is there something that would be more, or you you with Eric Berry on that after watching him play such a great opening game? And yeah, I, I just um, get sad. I don't know if yeah, I, I guess you can't necessarily be surprised anytime that any NFL player gets hurt. Um, but I, I guess my expectations weren't quite as high that DJ would be able to come back the second time. Um, I didn't ex- I, I expect him to be better than this. Like, let me be clear about that. I, I did not expect, you know, what we've seen. Um, right. But, you know, I just, I, I think about pretty much every game now, uh, you know, how would this be, how would this be different if Eric Berry, you know, yeah. was an all pro safety in there? Yeah. Because I mean, you know, part of, you know, his genius, part of his, uh, brilliance is he can be kind of an extra linebacker a lot of times and yep. you can kind of fill some of that that you know that age is taken away from dj I, th- I think about that all the time i mean there's you know I, there's no there's not I a wrong answer him, either way i always compared him to the uh to to the wolf you know on Pulp yeah. fiction yep yep he, he erases he, mistakes he too. Yeah, he erases mistakes. He solves problems, and that's what I see a lot of from Barry. He he can be whatever you need him to be, game to game. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember last year when the run defense was a real concern for everyone, and they were playing Carolina, and they were going to get smoked because Carolina had such a great running game last year. And then they plugged Eric Barry in as an edge at times, and then also as basically another inside linebacker. And Carolina couldn't do anything. I mean, they they can move him around. And this year, the reason it's different this year, as opposed to when Barry um, was diagnosed with cancer and he missed a lot of the, the, the season there, the backup safeties that we have just aren't the same guys. Right. Yep. We no, lo- we no longer have Hussein Abdul. We really miss Hussein Abdul yep. this year. Yep. Yep. I haven't thought about him. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, no, I even, he actually replied to a tweet where I was like, does anyone know Hussein Abdullah's number? And he commented like, you know, my number hasn't changed in five years or something like that. And I'm like, for the love of God, call him. See if he's interested at least. Because they really, because for a while they had Coleman, then they had Abdullah and Branch. And that's great safety depth. And Murray and Sorensen just aren't doing it. No, no. That that ball, um, you know, in the the Dallas game, you know the one I'm talking about. That's got to be a pick six. You know, that, that oh. ball just, it, and it looked like on the re, it just literally looked like the ball went through his chest. I don't understand how he did it. <laughs> it was like least. a Madden glitch play. Yeah. If I would have turned off the game had that happened to me during a Madden <laughs> right. game. I would have left the game, been like, nope, this is bull. Right. That's some all Madden BS right, right there. So I'm curious, you know, speaking about DJ, so run defense, yeah. fixable or not fixable? Well, okay, so, um, I, I'm curious what you, what you think about this. Um, I'm not trying to not answer the question, but it depends on what your definition of fixable is, right? Uh, like, are, they're not, we're not going to turn this into a top ten run defense, you know? Are we? Are, are we just basically talking about like 
don't be the reason average. that they lose in the playoffs. Average. Okay. Yep, um, just average. Just like what it's mostly been throughout Bob Sutton's yeah. tenure, where he's allowed teams to run the ball schematically, but when it came down to it, they could stop it enough that teams couldn't just run the ball 40 times. Yeah, so um, again, I, I want to know what you think about this, but my thought is that they can absolutely improve, um, but fundamentally, because of what we were just talking about with Derek Johnson, I don't know that they can be as good as they've been with Derek Johnson being a really good player, you know, like right. run defense was already a weakness. Like, right. Like we talked about that all last year, um, all off season, the most likely fatal flaw. Um, and then two really, really important players in stopping the run. Um, you know, Eric Berry's out for the year and, and Derek Johnson is just not, I don't know what he is. If he's 70% or eight, whatever he is, he's just not, Yep. Same. So fundamentally, I don't think that they can be even average like they, they have been. Now, um, if you consider fixable, um, you know, just not atrocious. Um, yes, <laughs> I, I do think that they. Yay. And I actually like the uh, the Dallas game. Uh, a lot yeah. of those guys in the locker room after the game uh, were talking about how the how bad the run defense was. But um, I thought that was a step in the right direction. I know they did some things. Uh, you know, they took out Sorensen and you know in certain situations and had an extra linebacker and. Um, and I'm all for that. And and I think that they can, if, if they're willing to commit, you know, with personnel and scheme like that. Um, yeah, I, I think, but then does, is that fixable? You know, do you consider that fixable if they can be, I'm just making up a number, but the 24th best, the, you know, the 20th best run yeah. defense, I think they can I'll get there. I'll take anything yeah. at this point. But they're not going to get top it's 10. Really- yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think they're going to be average. What do you think? Um, I would be average. It would be the goal for me. And the reason I think they could be average is regardless of the fact that the the defensive line has kind of underperformed what we thought it would be this year. When I look at that defensive line, I can't think of a reason they can't at least be average against the run. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got a bunch of guys and here's what I really liked against Dallas is what I saw more of. And we'll see whether this was just Dallas or what they're going to do moving forward. There was a lot more gap crashing. Uh And just sending guys after one specific gap than having them hold up and read and react along the line and trying to get off blocks. Chris Jones has not improved from what I can see getting off blocks this year. Yeah. Um, he's kind of he, – his, his consistency has maybe even gone down a little yep. bit. Alan Bailey, that's not his game. Nacho, that's not his game. Benny Logan's the only one who can do it with consistency, and you need more than one guy. Yep. Yep. No, yeah, and so totally but what all those what all those guys can do, though – Nacho and, and Chris Jones both have freakish explosion and good strength, Jones especially. And Bailey's strong enough to where you just ask him to crash one gap, there aren't a lot of players that can stop him. And so it seemed like they did a pretty good job crashing gaps. And now the problem is you leave yourself susceptible to big gains. But crap, they're already giving up big gains. Right, right. And so I think they could hit average if they keep doing that more of an attacking style and having less read and react. I like Reggie Ragland in that role when they just send uh-huh. him downhill because, man, he hits like a freight train, that guy. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it's never been – you know he, he can get a little bit stronger. Maybe his condition can improve a little bit. But, yeah, it's never been – they drafted him because it's not been physical with him. They think they can coach him up a little bit. And so um, you know, if this is what you're saying, maybe if they can like kind of simplify – uh, in some ways, what they're asking him to do, maybe they, maybe they can't get, you know, if they're getting less out of, out of DJ, maybe they can, you know, sort of tilt it in a way where they, they get more out of the other inside linebacker position. 
Absolutely. And that I think if they can do all of that, and so that's kind of the thing, if this, then that, and the other thing, then I think they could be average. <laughs> but it's kind of sad that's where we're at. And then in the meantime, and we're not going to have time to get into this, the secondary has kind of been a little more in flux than we would have hoped. And so it's just kind of overall, it's just funny. The defense has been so good for years. And now that the offense is at a point to where it's more consistent, it's more performing, and the defense is like, well, we're going to take a step back. And that's why I think you got Chiefs fans like with this borderline PTSD going For on because sure. they've seen so many unbalanced teams. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, man, seriously? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they finally draft a quarterback, and then the defense falls out. Well, we're going to take a, we're going to take one more break and then we're going to go down the home stretch here and I want to talk to you about one thing you change about the team if you could. I'm going to talk about my favorite topic, Patrick Mahomes, cuz I got to know your thoughts on that. It might be finally something we disagree on at least a little. Uh, and then we'll take I don't know. Man. Then we'll take if this a is your favorite topic. I don't know if we're going to disagree on it. <laughs> Dang it. We got to think of we'll find something before All the right. end of this. Then we'll take on a few mailbag yeah. questions and then we'll then we'll call her a day. Okay. All right, so we'll do all that right after this. All right, I'm here with Sam Mellinger. We are solving all the Chiefs' problems today. Basically, if Andy Reid just listens to this podcast, Super Bowl. Right. Uh, that's that's the goal. Run off however many games in a row they'd have to win to make that happen. All right, Sam, if you could make one realistic change to to the Chiefs right now, and by that I don't mean like you know magically heal Barry's <laughs> Achilles because I think that's what we'd all right. choose. Um, if you could make one change to the team, what would it yeah, be? Yeah, more uh, whatever the adjective creative exotic blitzes uh, from from the defense. More more of that. More ways to to create some pressure on the quarterback and and kind of uh, disrupt the rhythm of the offense. Like sort of the, the way that we were talking earlier about how the first five games it seemed like the Chiefs were a step ahead. Uh, pre-snap, and, and now it's their opponents on offense. I, I think some of that is true on defense as well, and and particularly depending on on Justin Houston's health, and you know D Ford's back, uh, Tom Bahali's pitch count, you know all these things. Um, you know I, I do think that mm-hmm. they could use a little help and and create a little pressure through scheme. I like that. I like that a lot. You know what? I might I might keep that for mine. Although maybe I'd say swap in Mitchell for Acker. Yeah. Yep. But I do agree with that. And, and so, oh man, we're barely going to have time, but I do want to know. I've had a lot of arguments with a lot of people about Justin Houston mm-hmm. this year. Um, and we actually, one of our mailbag questions is, you know, you know, what what do we think of the year he's had? What are your thoughts on on Houston this year? How do you think he's been? Um, I think he's been good. Um, I think he's been like occasionally, and when I say good, I mean he's been great. He's Justin Houston. But when I say good, I, I guess I'm judging him on Justin Houston. Uh, He was (laughs) an absolute like superhero against the Eagles. You know, if you go back and watch that game, I mean, that was incredible. It was unbelievable. God, that was like, you know, some college kids snuck into a high school game and, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it was unbelievable what he did in that game. Uh, I don't think he's been that Again, but then again, you know, like last year, I don't know how often he was as good as he was in that game at Denver, uh, you know, where it dominated. Um, so I think he's been really good. It's, it's, um, to me, it's just, it's completely 100% about his health. And, um, yep. there were games, um, shoot, what was it? Um, uh, what was the game where, where they had the punt? It was downed at the one and, and the, the team they were playing got out of it. 
with a pass to the tight end. Was that Washington? Um, I don't even remember. I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about, but I can't picture the there was team. A, sure. it, there was a couple games. Um, I think it was Washington. And um, anyway, where, where he just seemed like visibly hobbled. You know, it was Washington sure. and, and he was, he was kind of almost like limping around a little bit and just not the same. And, and you noticed this, um, before I did, um, maybe in the, was it the Raiders game? Um, the Raiders you know, game. And actually I think it was the Pittsburgh game that I'm thinking of when he was limping and they had the punt down at the one, um, the Raiders game where, where you pointed this out, um, where he was basically just bull rushing, um, you know, which is, you know, a sign that he didn't have the confidence, the, the, the explosiveness to, you know, get that bend and, and come around the edge. Um, so to me, it's just always been about his knee and maybe his calf now. Um, and if he's healthy, he is an absolute game wrecker. Um, and if he's not, that defense has a lot of major problems. Absolutely. Here, here's what I would ask. Has he been the best player on the defense yes, this year? I think so. And see, that's where that's where I land too. And like what I've told people, even games where he's been a little more hobbled, like that Oakland game, because people say, "Well, he didn't have any sacks." But if you go back and watch, he was winning quickly mm-hmm. a lot, even just using a bull rush, because he's yep. a freak. I mean, he's just a freak. And what I've told people is, you know, the defense around him is worse. If you take Justin Houston off this 2017 defense and swap in an average outside linebacker, I I think people would be talking about this defense as a bottom ten unit. I think he's covered a lot of issues with the run defense because he limits teams game plans because they really can't run around his Mm -hmm. side because his edge is I mean he's ridiculous and he he forces teams to commit extra blockers to him he forces quick throws and so for me it is I do agree he's had a few games where he's looked hobbled but it's incredible to me I've had people tell me the Chiefs should cut him no you and I'm just like (laughs) I I, you should see my mentions Sam they're a mess (laughs) They are a mess. Let's all be better, Twitter. Well, I'll tell you what. Speaking speaking of Twitter, we I, we got to cover a few mailbag questions, but I just want to really quick. You know, you know, I love Patty Mahomes. Yes. I mean, I love that dude. I have been like when they drafted him, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Um, cause he was my QB one. I mean, I wrote an article. If I were John Dorsey, I'd trade up and draft Patrick Mahomes. Then they did it. I felt like a savant. It was incredible. Um. Where do you do now? Some people, because Alex has had such a good year and he has, people are back and forth a little bit as to is 2018 the year of Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think, think it is. I mean, um, it, it's not a decision that you make right now. Um, so, like, l- let's just, I know we've been talking a lot about the defense, but let's just imagine a world in which the Chiefs go to and even win the Super Bowl. Uh, are you going to walk away from the quarterback that did that, uh, who had the best year of his professional life? Um, that, you know, that, that becomes an incredibly fascinating conversation, um, that we will have it really all does. the freaking time if, if that happens. Oh so, my goodness. People, there are people that will freak on both sides. out if they moved on yep. on both sides, if they yep. keep him. After yep. winning a Super Bowl, people 100%. will freak out. If they move on, that would be, in my opinion, I can't think of a ballsier move in the history of being a GM or head coach than that would be. Can you imagine? Yeah, we just won the Super Bowl with this guy. We're going to move on. Like, remember when uh, – and it would be way more than this. Remember when Tebow had was with the Broncos. They won that playoff game. He was a hero. It was a really weird year for him. Like, even though he wasn't a quarterback, he kept leading mm-hmm. these comeback mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. 
by not and then playing. Well. They moved on yeah. from him, and everyone, yeah, and, and everyone, yeah, by not playing well, he would have one or two yeah. great plays at the end of every. Yeah. Uh, if that wasn't enough to turn people from agnostic to believers, right. I don't know what right. was. Well, the things that kept happening to him, but you know, people kept saying, "Well, what a gutsy move by Elway." The only reason he could do it is because he's got Manning. This would be that times what a hundred? Yes. I mean, you move on from a guy who's. I mean, Alex Smith is one of the reasons the Chiefs are first in the AFC West. He's played some legit, fantastic yes. games this year. And like you said, if they won the yeah. Super Bowl, but then at the same time, on the flip side of that argument, you've got 13 years of film, then you got one year of film, and especially these, you know, what what Dallas did and what Pittsburgh did. People are like, you know, are you sure how long it'll last? And then people, all you got to do is go back and I, look. Preseason is preseason. But if you just look back at like that Tennessee game, for example, and then you remember everyone was freaking out. And I mean like nationally too, not just Chiefs fans. People were like, holy crap. Those throws. Yeah, I mean it's um, – was this you? I can't remember who who I heard say this. Uh, If it was smart, probably not. It was – you know, we, we know that Patrick Mahomes can make throws that no other quarterback can make but we need to know that he can yes. make quarterbacks that every other quarterback can make. And I can't, was that you? It, yep. I think I, it yeah. was me. I might've yeah. stolen it from someone. Most of my best material. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Like that's, that's oh. the whole thing. Right. And, and so when we're talking about this conversation, um, you know, just baseline umbrella, whatever, I hope that Mahomes is the guy next year. Um, I, I just, I am borderline like infatuated with the talent. And, and everything that comes along with it. Uh, but the, the math Absolutely. is kind of tricky, right? Because the math includes, it's not just as simple as, uh, do the Chiefs believe that Alex Smith in 2018 will be better than Patrick Mahomes in two, 2018? It's, do the Chiefs believe Alex Smith in 2018 will be better than Patrick Mahomes in 2018, plus $17 million in cap space, plus what, like a, I don't know, a second round pick? Um, a third, I, I don't know what you'd be able yep. to get, but well, crap in our scenario, if it's a Super Bowl win, you're getting better than a right. second round yep. pick. If, if you, if you want, I mean, if you're like, say Jacksonville and Alex plays well, the rest of the season, if you're Jacksonville, don't you say, man, our roster is built to win now today. We're going to have to start paying guys. when the time it takes a rookie to come around. Let's just give that first round pick to the chiefs. And and you're right about the analysis too. You've got to view that cap space because the Chiefs yep. are hurt yep. for cap, yep. and you just, you have to the look at thing. that. And so, well, that, yeah. Oh no! Hey, I was just going to babble about something. I want to hear <laughs> well, your other thing. Uh, what we don't know, like you know, you and I, and probably a lot of people watching or listening to this podcast, actually, uh, like the the very nerdy among us have watched like all the snaps from Texas Tech, right? And and we think that we have. Yes an idea of, of who he is and what he can be. Um, the chiefs have done that a hell of a lot more than any of us have. Plus they know what he's like now, like, you know, and, and he's not getting much, you know, much run in practice, but you know, he can run the scout team and they can, you know, see how he is in the, in the, in the room. And, um, you know, so they have an, a, a, an idea of how he's been progressing, you know, from, uh, May when they drafted him until March when they have to make the decision, like those, those 10 months or whatever. Um, and we're just kind of guessing yep. on that. So, I mean, that's, and that's the biggest part Absolutely. of the decision really. 
yep, how far has he progressed? I've seen just a few things peek to the surface where, you know, you know, Kelsey gives an interview and, you know, who knows, you know, Travis Kelsey seems like a, a really great dude, but I don't know how much he thinks through some of the things that he says. Um, yeah, that's just my opinion. You know, hopefully he doesn't hear that and get offended, but what is he, what is he, what is he in his mid twenties? I didn't think no, much about the crap I said when I was in my mid twenties either. Kelsey, if he anyway. heard somebody say that, I think he would kind of, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That guy seems yeah. to kind of know me. Have we met? Um, but he commented that some of like the stuff that uh, Mahomes does in practice is unbelievable. Yeah. And I remember Therese wrote a really great piece on on what he's doing with the scout team that every now and then from the way he's describing it, they got to be like, look, we know that on this play you'd roll out, you know, you know, hit some guy 50 yards in stride while on the run laying backwards mm. and sleeping. But you gotta dial it back a bit, and and it's interesting to me the idea that you'd have to tell a guy running the yeah. scout team to do that. Like, okay, look, we need you to not act so yeah. talented. Yeah. yeah, give our guys some some looks. Yeah, like yeah, play like Jay Cutler would play. <laughs> You're not pouting enough, Patrick. This is it. And no, that's and so those things give me hope. And then just plus when you look, if you watch, you know, him at Texas Tech, and then you look at his footwork in the final Chiefs preseason game, mm-hmm. you're just like, wow, he's really yeah, they, hard um, yeah. I mean, and and his footwork was a freaking mess in college. <laughs> it was <laughs> just a mess. But you know what? The, you don't like the short yeah. top throws? <laughs> yeah. Those are amazing. Just. Oh, those, that's what makes it so pretty to watch. The fact that it doesn't look, it's like, you know, when you used to watch Willie Rolf block back in the day, it does not look like it should work. Yeah, the guy doesn't make the tackle, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, like, I also think that, um, you know, there's some value in being able to, you know, the scouting jargon is to, you know, make throws from different platforms. You know, I mean, there's some real value because, you know, how many NFL plays, happen the way that they're exactly the way that they're drawn drawn up you know like you need some improvisation you need a quarterback that can you know we're just talking about um you know the fact that that alex smith kind of you know gets happy feet when he doesn't know exactly what's you know when when he's surprised after the snap um he has a hard time you know making that play work and i think that's going to be you know pat's some of pat's best plays will be reacting Absolutely. to what he sees after the snap. And, and obviously there's a line there, right? Like, um, you know, part of Alex's strengths is that um, when it goes the way that, that he thinks it's going to go, he nails it. And, you know, and, you know, there, there's, there is a line there between, all right, Pat, we want you to be a little bit of a risk taker, but there was that throw. Um, I don't know if you remember this from the, um, his college film, but there's a throw against Texas tech that was just like a bad idea executed poorly you know, the ball flow, it was like this deep throw down the middle. And it was just like, I actually, I remember that throw. Exactly. I gift it. And then I put in all caps. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, no, so, no, no. Cause it's just like, Oh my yes. God, you don't do yes. that. What are you doing? And that's exactly right. You need him to be able, like, just like what, you know, well, well, what you said that I said, you need to see him do the things. What you want to see from Mahomes? Can you be Alex Smith? And right. do yep. this extra stuff because if you took if you took Alex Smith and you made him great at post snap reads, you'd right. have Aaron Rodgers. Well, and added a, right. a cannon right. to his right arm. But the thing is, that's where people see with Mahomes. They're like, because I mean, if he's got the brain, could he be mm-hmm. Alex Plus? Because that's yeah. a top three quarterback. 
All right. I've I've kept you for a long time already. You got time for yeah, just man. a couple yeah, mailbag questions? Um, let's do it. All right. From Ronald Widman, he asks, which is it, the chicken or the egg? Chiefs have a poor pass rush exposing their de- defensive backs, or defensive backs can't cover so the pass rush can't get there on time? Uh, what do you think? I mean, I think it's more uh, – I think the, the, the secondary – um, is a bigger problem than the pass rush. So it's like from a talent perspective. But what I don't know is I just think it's generally true in the NFL that teams have more talent at, at pass rush, uh, you know, on the edges um, than they do defensive backs. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think there's a lot of bad defensive backs. I, I, I think you're absolutely true. Plus it's yeah, just tough yeah. to play defensive back. I mean, you're asked to run down the field next to this incredibly fast. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's touch tough it. anyway. And then it's the like, NFL, like the, the way the rules are, it's just – uh, yeah. Yep. That, that makes sense to me. I would agree with you that it is more secondary than pass rush. And that's because I see so many, um, one, two, three throw plays where, you know, people are like, well, Houston didn't get any pressure. It's like he immediately beat mm-hmm. the tackle, yeah. but the ball was out. You know what? You can't expect him to do more. All right. From, so we'll find one that we disagree on. It's going to happen. All right. So we've got from Brandon Downey, um, his question is, why isn't Robinson getting more targets? My theory is, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I wish he, I, I wish he did, but at the same time, I wish Tyreek Hill was getting more targets. I personally think Andy's offense is a little too equal opportunity at yeah, times. What I mean, do you think? Um, it's hard to predict, right? Like um, he had, he had like seven, eight, nine. I think it was eight targets um, in in that Raiders game, and and including that was one of the most important plays, I mean, I know they lost the game, so whatever, but you know, that 35 or 33, whatever it was yard play out of, you know, when they were inside their own five. Um, yeah, I, I do, but what I, I don't want those targets to, to, to go away from, uh, Kelsey and Hill, you know? So, right. Who already, who already yeah, maybe don't get enough. Yeah, targets. So um, that's, and I, I don't know how to work in Kareem hunt, in this mix. But, um, if Demarcus Robinson is, you know, has the fourth most targets, uh, behind those three, I think that's a pretty good day. But, but, but if, 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 uh, I like it, I like it a lot. You know, I don't know what we're talking about here, but like if Tyree kill is going to get 10 targets and Travis Kelsey is going to get 10 and cream hunt's going to get say seven and Demarcus Robinson's going to get four. I'm good with that. I'd rather have that than Tyree kill gets seven and Demarcus Robinson gets seven. Right. And then, well, and I'm very much with you on that, especially I'm not someone that thinks, because I actually wrote something about Hill kind of breaking down the average number of targets people are getting. I'm not okay with the fact that over 50% of the Chiefs offense passing the ball does not consist of throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Those, Those guys... It just doesn't make. I don't like the fact that if you combine, who was it that I? It was Wilson, Robinson, Harris, Travis, and DeAnthony Thomas, and Charkandrick West. So those six guys, if you combine them, they get twice as many targets as Tyreek Hill. Now again, those are six guys, but at the same time, I'm not comfortable with that. You got to get the ball. And we've seen Hill. Hill is such a unique player, and so same with Kelsey. 
And so you're good with it if they don't bleed. Yeah, take, take those targets away from <laughs> Ross Travis, Demetrius Harris, and the, you know those guys. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not going to hurt yeah, anyone. But, um, those guys yeah, lose to me, targets. the, the um, much bigger issue um, is you know Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill in particular are two guys that you know teams just can't really account for one on one. They they can't account for those guys without cheating somewhere else without. Uh, you know, chipping, chipping to Kelsey or help over the top on Hill, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, that, that needs to be the factor. Like sometimes I think about this, like, you know, think if you go from the other way, um, you know, <laughs> and the, the giants are probably a bad example this week cause they're terrible. But, you know, if, if you're a decent <laughs> NFL team and you're playing the chiefs, um, much rather have Demarcus Robinson get, get the targets than Tyree killer or Travis Kelsey. And I say that as somebody that really likes Demarcus Robinson. So, um, you know, yeah, that, yeah. It, again, I guess I'm repeating myself, but as long as the targets, as long as his extras don't come away at the expense of, of Kelsey and Hill, then sure. All right. I like it. All right. Um, Jacob. Oh, actually we got, we got our first <laughs> talk about thing. <laughs> Ryan Miller says, talk about the kind of impact you think Halif Ford and K pass have the last seven games. Can this actually turn into a productive and consistent pass rush? If all healthy enough, I didn't see enough from Holly against Dallas. He had a couple of really nice rushes against Smith, who's a tough matchup. I'm cautiously optimistic about him. I'm not counting on anything from K-Pass. And Ford's yeah. having a... Yeah, uh, K-Pass is the one that I think is going to be the biggest uh, disagreement between... Um, I hate how this is going to come out, but... Um, people like us and a lot I'm of fans. Excited. Like, because uh, you know... <laughs> And what do you like, mean you people God, say how that comes out but like with k he, he, <laughs> he is he is so physically gifted um i mean even on a field full of freaks like he just you can't help but notice what he looks like yeah um but he's just not there yeah. yet at all and i i just yes. i i i'm not expecting a like just a crumb of production really from him the rest of the year um you know the the yep. Yeah, the, the biggest right thing, again, I, I feel like I say this like six times a day, but it's Justin Houston's health. <laughs> and and if, if, if he's healthy and strong, uh, then the Chiefs have one of the absolute best pass rushers in football. And and if they have that, then it yep. it, it makes the other side better. Um, and I, whenever there's a back injury, I'm really kind of nervous, you know. Um, so I don't know what that means for D Ford going forward. Um, but yeah, if they, if they can get something and my hope is that, that, that they're, um, with Tamba, I think they did rush him back a little bit because of, of, of D's back. But, um, you know, if, if, if Tamba can give them, um, how about this for, for, for sort of a tortured comparison, if Tamba can give them like 90% of what he was like three or four years ago, like 30% as often as he gave it to him three or four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the, Matt. Um, no, I hear what you're saying though. Yeah. If, if he can do uh, that totally makes sense to me because yeah. that would be a high impact, even yep. if it's only on 20 yep. or so snaps yep. a game. Absolutely. And that's where I think their best hope is down the stretch from that other side. Zombo is your, your average backup. Yeah, I mean, he'll fine. do what he can. He's not bad against the run. Although he had, he had some pressure against Dallas. It's just uh -huh. Dak Prescott played pretty well. Um, 
But no, I, I think Hali is going to be the guy. I'm really hoping, you know, they played him just a few snaps. Now you got a bye week. I'm hoping that maybe half a season you got those knees for one more year. Um, just one more half year. And just let him, because I'll, I'll be honest, I don't see Hali or probably yeah, DJ yeah. on the team next year. And I, I would... I would really like to see Holly go out on a high note. You know, what if what if he managed to collect five or six sacks down the stretch awesome. this year? Wouldn't that be yeah. something? Wouldn't yeah. that be so much fun to watch? All right, two more, and then I'll let you go because you've been patient enough already. Uh, Jacob Larue asks, "What team would you rather the Chiefs play in the playoffs? The Jaguars, the Titans, the Dolphins, <laughs> or the Bills?" Um, this is probably a, a question that that you can answer better than I have. Uh, just because I, I haven't watched enough of the Bills, you know, um, I haven't watched. Who is it? It's basically the AFC South. Is that was um, the the Jags? Yeah, basically the Bills. Jags, yeah. Titans, Dolphins, or Bills? I guess I know I would rather they play the Dolphins. I've only seen yeah, them on prime yeah, time. Yeah, um, yeah, I think they can beat that quarterback. I, I, I um, Tennessee might be um, out of that group, a team that would would make me a little bit nervous. Um, you know, Jacksonville in some ways I get like, you know, their defense, you know, especially with the way Denver's played the last two weeks, might be the best in the league. Um, but I, I don't know if how good of a matchup they are for some of the things that the chiefs do. They seem, you know, kind of brutish. Um, and you know, maybe the chiefs can, can, yep. can speed around that a little bit. I also think that the chiefs are pretty good against bad quarterbacks. So, I guess that's why I'm not that nervous about any of those teams. You know, I, I just, I, I don't know if this is um, maybe in some ways I'm being too optimistic about the chiefs and in some ways too pessimistic, but um, I, I just, I don't have, to me, there's three teams that matter in the AFC and, and I don't, I'm just not worried about the chiefs losing to four through 16. I just, I don't think that that's going to happen. I, I think it's, it's the, the two, either above them or, or, or alongside them that, that I think are going to be the problem. Yep. Yep. The Pats and the Steelers. Yep. Well, and, and so I'm curious, would you rather see so the Pats I think I'm the, the only, I, in the, the Steelers. Um, and, and I, yes. And I really do uh, it. Good. Good. We finally disagree on something. Yeah, no, I, I just, no, I, I absolutely I, – I don't think the Steelers are that good. And I, I know I was there when, when the Chiefs blew out the Patriots. Um, and I've been there when the Chiefs have, have lost to the, the Steelers. I just uh, – I don't think Roethlisberger is that good. Um, I think that the Chiefs have limited them. Um, if, if all we've been talking about is the problems that the Chiefs have had defensively, um, they've kept the Steelers under 20 points um, these last two games. And – I, so, so if they can, if they can limit them offensive or, you know, <laughs> if they can limit the Steelers offense, um, I, I think the chiefs, and I also think at some point it's got to flip. Right. And, and, you know, you can't beat a team over and over and over again. Um, I just, I absolutely, I would, I would like, yeah. Um, ben, and I also no. think that the, the Patriots team, um, you're telling me, uh, that the chiefs are going to beat the Patriots twice, like, and probably twice in Foxborough. Um, I think that's a really big ask. I think that the Patriots defense is that's, like the only thing similar yeah. about them, you know, now versus week one is they wear the same uniforms, you know, like they're, they're just. Right. They've they, really. Yeah. Yeah. They've come a long ways and, and no, they've come a long ways. You're absolutely right. And now I, I would just say I have just never 
I mean, the, the Steelers just suffocate the Chiefs. The offense just can't do anything against that zone defense. And the the only the the good thing you were talking a little bit about this whole Alex Smith zone defense stuff. The reason you don't face a ton of defenses that do all these zone disguises mm-hmm. is it's really hard to do. It's hard to execute well. The problem is the Steelers do that crap they do. all season. And so they're the, they're the one team that I'm afraid could execute just, every I, single time. I think time. that their defense – I understand what you're saying. Um, they are well coached. They're smart. Um, I think they're also a little slow. And and I think that um, – That's true. And again, like the results are on your side. They're, they're against me in this argument. I, I understand that. Um, but I feel like there's got to be a way <laughs> for the Chiefs to make that speed matter. And, and when you have strength versus speed right. – you know, maybe a lot of times it's going to look like it's looked, but if you get just a little bit of a crack, if you get Tyreek Hill breaking down the seam or the sideline, um, I think all of a sudden you can open that up. And now you're talking about scoring, you know, 25, 30, 35 points on them. Right. And then also, you know, you can't, Alex, it's not like Alex hasn't played well against zone teams this year. It's happened. Um, even, you know, Denver and Oakland after the Steelers game, you know, I've had some people, oh, Dallas exposed the Chiefs. No, the, the, the Raiders and the Broncos both played way more zone looks than they have previously. And Alex played, I, I, people are going to disagree with me on this. I think Alex actually played really well against the Broncos and his stats got torpedoed yeah. by some, a few really rough plays. I thought he did all right. And then Oakland, he obviously did very well against. And so can you really, you know, in the Steelers, if you take Alex Smith and you even take like average Alex Smith with how he's been this year and plug him into that Steelers Mm -hmm. game, I think the Chiefs win by 10. And so can you count on Alex to be that bad against the Steelers three times against in a row? Man, I hope not. Yeah. I would feel bad for him at that point. (laughs) But all right, so you would rather see the Steelers. Know, you were totally a man on an island with that. But, you know, you, you've <laughs> talked me like 90% of the way there. And I agree with you. Big Ben, I think Big Ben yeah. should retire. I don't think he's a good quarterback yeah. anymore. He has just fallen off a cliff. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. We have already run way over the time limits. The only last question here is Peter Yadrick asks, would the A-team consider Andy an honorary <laughs> member? I'll let You're you think about that man. one. <laughs> perhaps one he, he he says perhaps one from up north who offers great gift breakdowns and snide one-liners here's the problem though the a-team already has therese for the film <laughs> breakdown and it's got you for the snide one-liners so i wouldn't really add anything yeah. it would just be kind of repetitive but uh i just i just want to say sam man i could talk chiefs yeah. with you for five hours straight but i i got to <laughs> imagine people would stop listening at some point so I just really appreciate you you coming on, and we'll we'll have to do this again sometime. Maybe maybe post Super Bowl after the Chiefs win, we can sit there and break exactly. down exactly, exactly what they yeah, should do fun. with Alex that'd Smith. Be fun. All right, well, hey man, thanks again. And you know, if there's possibly somehow someone who listens to this podcast who doesn't know Sam, you can follow him at, at Mellinger. He is just he's a he's a terrific guy, a terrific follow. He thinks it's hard <laughs> having two kids, but don't hold that against him. Um, <laughs> and I just I appreciate having yeah, you, Sam, right, and we'll, we'll chat again soon. All right. Yep, no problem at all. This has been the Chief of the North podcast, the land of 10,000 takes. Folks, it is a good day to be a Chiefs fan. I'm excited for what we'll see this next week against the Giants. I think the Chiefs got a chance to come back big. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.